Hello and welcome to the podcast. Your take is excrement. That's correct. You I, want a car. I want a car? What kind of car? Um, What kind of car do you want? I want... Uh, Don't uh, say Tesla. No, 96 Honda Civic. That's a little... I mean, that's a great car, but that's a little hard to, to find at this moment. Harder than Tesla. Uh, maybe. So, um, hello. Uh, my name is May. Oh, I'm Neo. Hello, Neo. Hello, hello May. Hi. What are we talking about today, May? Today, we're going to uh, talk about the most anticipated movie uh, for the podcast. And also, we're going to be uh, talking about... The most psychedelic movie probably ever made, uh, Alejandro Jodorowsky's The Holy Mountain. Yeah, my, yeah I'm just going to be straight up right now. My my favorite movie of all time? Um, Maybe mine. It's, it's in my... I mean, it's up there for me. I've seen it more than most movies. Yeah. Well, and before, before we get too deep into it, I just want to thank our sponsors. Mm. Uh, we have Machine Age Productions uh, and their RPG Eye Hunt. Yeah. And also, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Blood Thing. Uh, we have a new sponsor this week. We Isn't do. that great? And Yeah, it's Blood Thing. So it's this animated series. We'll, we'll have a link to it somewhere and we'll, so that you can find it. We'll but talk about it more later in on In the, the later. But, but we want to thank Blood Thing uh, for being our second sponsor. Thank you so much. Thank, thank y'all. Both of y'all. Yeah. Uh, so with that, what the fuck is Your Take is Excrement? And what are we going to be doing on this podcast today? We're going to be discussing the Holy Mountain and our takes on it. Yes. And we're going to find out if the Holy Mountain is excrement. It's not. It's very, very good. It's gold. It's gold. Um, Maybe that's the standard. You know how excrement or gold? Okay. Yeah. So we were talking to Neo's dad, and Neo's dad. Hi. hi shout out. Shout out to dad. Hi, Paul. Hi, hi dad. So Neo's dad was saying that. Uh, our our gimmick is a little wishy washy, yeah. Like, cause we're like, is, does it go in the shit pile or not in the shit pile, or the so, good shit pile? It's just, it's a little confusing. What if we did? It's excrement or it's gold, right? Yeah. Think yeah. about that. There we go. There you go, Paul. What do you think? <laughs> Leave a comment, Paul. We really want to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think here's where here's here's where I should inform everybody. Uh. Most of the pot, most of the bit of the podcast is based on this movie. So our logo is is the is Alejandro Jodorowsky's hat in the movie. Right. Well, I actually literally took like a poster of the movie and photoshopped out the hat and threw it in threw it in there. Yeah. Well, and like a lot of the origin point for this podcast is the Holy Mountain because like it was one of the first movies we watched together that was like okay. Neo was like, okay, I get experimental film, like, really now. Mm-hmm. Like, I really get experimental film. So I was like, okay, well, challenge accepted. If you really get experimental film, like, let's fall down that rabbit hole and see what else is out there. Just to see what exactly, like, where exactly you stand on things. Right. But The Holy Mountain was very much the the real big introductory movie for you to fall into that rabbit right. hole. Well, also, you know, even like your take is excrement. There's a, there's a line in the Holy mountain where Jodorowsky's like, you are excrement, but you can turn into gold. Yeah. And this is like the origin point for the whole podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. It's just a joke. You were saying, anyway, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. so, so the, uh, the summary of the movie. Yes. And go ahead. I'm gonna uh, hit this boom. Those of you who 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 obsessively like it, um, it's not gonna be as complete of a summary as as it could be. But 
there's a lot of of like minutia in the movie that we're just gonna have to skip uh for the summary so the movie opens with a character called the thief um who's also a uh, metaphor for jesus yes and it, it it starts with a bunch of children putting him on a cross and stoning him uh he then gets off of the cross and scares off the kids um and and just starts living life as, as a beggar um mm-hmm. and and you a, a drunken beggar also he's he's kind of drunk for most of mm-hmm. most of the start of the film um and and then something something about the holy mountain that that people should know if you haven't seen it yeah is just about every second of the film is the director trying to communicate something to you At, with abstraction with with both with abstraction and also with somebody looking at you and telling you right so and and, and there isn't there isn't a single concise theme it it, it it's literally everything the director thinks about in the world is in this film so so through the lens of the beggar we see we see um like westerners coming into the country to 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 film like torture porn like not like torture torture porn and like the, they're filming the sense. political uprising in the town they're filming like the violence and the tr- and, and like just the the suffering Right, of, of they're the enjoying people. the police violence, the um, militarized violence, and they're and and like like the white men are enjoying their wives getting fucked by the by 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 the native like police and military, um, and then so then these these this nun and these priests I guess are dressed as like Romans, and they're they're selling like crosses to bear, so they're selling white people crosses that they can carry. <laughs> But then immediately it gets too hard to carry the cross, so they they pay Jesus to carry the cross for them because right. it's hard for them. Yeah. But they want the experience of like of 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 like suffering. Right. So anyway, so then they the 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 Roman slash Catholics or the Roman Catholics uh, okay. get get Jesus really really drunk, and then they make a mold out of him, and then they mass produce like effigies of Christ. Right. So then he like one of my favorite like I have a lot of scenes I really like, but one one of the scenes I really really like is is the Christ figure wakes up in like a yam warehouse and it's like filled to the brim with just like effigies of himself, like life sized like Christs. Right. And you just start screaming upon like realizing that that his image has been like stolen for 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 like capitalism. Um. So then he destroys he destroys all the images of himself except for one, and then he starts carrying that like it's his cross. So he's carrying like like a full sized effigy of himself as his cross, mm-hmm. um, where he meets like a gaggle of prostitutes. Um, one of them and a monkey start following okay, him. Okay, just real quick, are y'all fucking getting this at home? Does this make sense to you? Are you following this? <laughs> this is crazy, yeah. my man. So. This is this is fucking wild. Like there's a monkey. Yeah. This is not anyway. So sorry. Go ahead. So Christ and, and and the prostitute who's following him. Well, they're, the prostitutes are well. Actually, at the start, all of them are following him. So there's twelve prostitutes. So so Christ and his prostitute disciples. Is this blasphemy? 
Yeah, well, what's we'll really blasphemy is, we'll is, is, the, is the next thing that happens where Christ walks into a church and sees that like the crucifix is missing where it's supposed to be. So he puts up his effigy and he looks down at the Bible and there's like worms coming out of it and it's like slimy and decrepit. And then he looks around and he sees like the Pope in bed with something and he like pulls the covers off and the Pope is in bed with like a raped effigy of Christ. Right. Um, and then the Pope gets really upset at him because he's not fucking Christ. Yeah. Like he's not fucking the, the, the like the effigy of himself. So he gets thrown out of the church because because he refuses to like rape himself. Pretty um, much. And then after so so then after that he he realizes he he can't carry his cross anymore. So he ties a bunch of balloons on it. And it it flies off, um, and then a there's like a big tower, and the thing descends from the tower, and so Christ hops on the thing and ascends ascends the tower. Well, okay. Important thing to note is that gold is coming down from the tower, and the thief is all about money. He he find he gets a dollar bill earlier, and he's like, oh, okay, this is power in this world. If I have a dollar bill, then I have power right. in society. So then he gets a second dollar bill, and he's like, oh shit, now I got two. Well, and you also know, the first dollar bill is from the not is from a Nazi, right? And the second dollar bill is from the Catholics. Yeah. So he like gets these these dollars, and this is significant to him. So he sees riches as freedom in in the society Mm -hmm. and so he sees the tower has gold coming down from it and he's like well fucking fuck whatever is they're gonna give for the gold like i want to go up there and see how they get the where did this gold come from i want the gold give me the gold so he he ascends the tower where he finds uh god who's a naked naked black woman and all right whoa now all right this is going so there's so many things okay uh, something you need to know about Alejandro Jodorowsky before we continue is that he inundates you with so much metaphor and I know we mentioned that earlier but he inundates you with so much metaphor like every fucking shot so right recounting this it's almost essential that we get every little detail in there because it's important so he goes into this tower and he, he's naked. He crawl or like he's almost naked. He's wearing like a loincloth. He gets to the very edge of it, and there's like this paper thing. He stabs through it with a little knife, and then enters this rainbow room. It looks like the Pink Floyd album cover. It's like, <laughs> you know, clearly psychedelic. He enters the the colorful room, and at the end of the room, there is the alchemist played by Alejandro Jodorowsky, who is like kind of the godlike figure of the movie or the teacher figure of the movie and then there is like as neo said a literal depiction of god as a silent woman who's like a woman of color with tattoos all over her spicy yeah so so then um the thief tries to attack the alchemist uh, presumably to, to kill him and get his riches the alchemist beats him and like does some like chakra paralyzation, um, and then takes his knife and like cut and like there's like a bulge on his neck, so he cuts the bulge and like removes a squid, which is supposed to 
be like sadness. Okay, so also this movie's about doing acid. So what? Yeah. No. So 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 this this so movie like, is not about Jesus Christ doing LSD. <laughs> yeah. At all, is it? So when he's climbing up the tower, that's supposed to be him like coming up on acid. Yes. And then when he takes the squid out, that's supposed to be you know it's like acid helps with like. You know, depression and, and other you know other psychiatric issues yeah so so that's supposed to depict that so then um the the alchemist is like do you want the gold and the thief is like yes <laughs> and so then they 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 start to make gold which is jesus <laughs> or at this point the thief because because he kind of stops being like a metaphor for jesus for a little bit he gives up being jesus yeah. like it's the metaphor is that he's jesus who upon seeing the world that like okay so if christ came back if this is the this is the argument if mm-hmm. christ were to return christ would immediately be rejected by this society um become a slave to the capitalism of it be forced back into his role, reject his role, do drugs, and become a wizard. <laughs> That's so, the argument. Yeah. So he uh, to make gold, the thief has to shit in a pot, and then he gets in this like this, this like ovary machine, and then they they turn his shit into gold. Well, and it's like meant to be like alchemy. So yeah. the idea is that you can. You can take anything like a matter and turn it into a different matter through, you know, one's own. So, but it's a metaphor for how a spiritual alchemist, right, is taking somebody's soul and finding aspects of them and basically like taking neg- their negative traits and turning them into their positive traits which is something that acid does like for instance one of the first thing like i've done uh okay we're gonna probably talk about this a lot but um i've done lsd the drug mm-hmm. before yes. in my life i've mentioned it on the podcast but i'll just say it again i have done lsd in my life and upon doing lsd um you kind of like you find little things about yourself that you hate and realize that they're actually rather important and marketable. Like, mm-hmm. like I got really good at writing lyrics and music and shit after doing acid because it taught me to take my pain and turn it into money. Mm-hmm. So it's very literal in a way. Right. And, and art, right, is if you want to learn how to make art, Art is literally taking your shit and turning it into money. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so then there's all these just scenes of of the alchemist teaching the thief about life. So there's like a scene where he like walks into a room and there's like a vulture on an ox, and he's like, "The same force the vulture pushes down on the ox, and the ox pushes back at the vulture." <clears throat> <coughs> Basically, he's like there. He's like saying there's like a symbiotic relationship between all things, like the mm-hmm. ground. Well, this is something I learned. Okay, we're talking about drugs. I can't help it. Um, one of the things you learn on acid is that the ground is holding you up, and you are also pushing down the ground. Mm-hmm. So you and the ground have a symbiotic, helpful, healthy relationship. 
Right. Um, and like until you realize that, it's like you don't really realize the, the like wide reachingness of God, like God as as a nature figure. You right. know, it's like it's the ground itself is holding you up. Right. Anyway, continue. So then there, there's like a couple other lessons. Um, and then they, they they like come into a room where it's it's like a really cool shot in the film because they're like they're like walking in like. Like well, he breaks a, a mirror. He, yeah, he breaks a mirror, uh, and they're like, "Yeah, he breaks a mirror." Then you, then if he you can tries, break the mirror, you can break the stone. Yeah, and then he tries to break the stone, and then the, the alchemist has to teach him how to break the stone. And then they uh, stones have souls. Yeah, well, so so he he's like everything has a soul, and he's like, "I will." It's like we will build your soul, and so then he's like, "And, and Tara will build your soul." And so then they uh, they start they build his soul tarot, um, and then, yeah. So then then he he like gives him all the like like the tarot. So he gives him like the wand, the the sword, the pinnacle, and the cup. Well, he um, gives him the he gives him the conceptualizations of these tools. Right. Like he does like understand that while he does give him these tools very literally. Like and he does build his soul with tarot. He more like introduces him to the idea that he can build his soul with tarot. And by the end of the film, he has. But right. you well, know, and I think it's important to like know or, or right to like know Yodorovsky's opinion on tarot. Yes, because like essential. He's written a book about it. He <laughs> that, has. That and I've read. I've, I've skimmed it. Um. But so there's an interview where he's talking about tarot where he. He's like he's like you shouldn't use it to tell the future because the moment you're trying to tell the future with it you're a charlatan. Right. He's, but he, but he's like tarot should be used for like self-reflection and to like build your soul. Yeah, so, it's it's a way that ancient people communicate with us. Like mm-hmm. tarot, we're going to talk about all this. It's like this podcast could literally be 10 hours long <laughs> because there's so much to talk about. Like but tarot is like a very important tool for like understanding what it is to be human mm-hmm. like because basically it's not that the future or like events or prediction or any any shit like that oracle shit is in tarot and you can also choose to or not to believe the readings you get from tarot but tarot is a manifestation of the human stories like all the human allegories all mm-hmm. the human stories the human conditions and they introduce them to you and say you are you can manifest people that have existed in the past and how they archetypically exist and how that influences your life mm-hmm. so it's like it's literally ancient people ancient fucking wizards made this as a communication tool for your psychology before psychology ever even existed and so this is miraculous, but people use it as like this fortune telling horseshit, like for astrology, instead of what could genuinely help them, which is understanding it as a tool and a language for like human experience. Right. Continue. So, so after he after after he he learns the ways of tarot, um, the alchemist is like, these are the companions who will help you on your journey, and then. Um, it goes into all of the like the oligarchs of the planet. So right. So well, it's important to note that there's a framing device for part two of the movie. So at this point, we are we are in an act break. 
Um, so in case you don't know what an act break is, an act break is when characters cannot go back anymore. Like they're such, they've made irreversible changes. So there, there's like actually many arcs in this Mm -hmm. movie, uh, for different people in different moments for different times, including for the audience. Like that's what makes this movie so complicated ultimately is like, cause the movie is about change, but it's about absolutely necessary, necessary change and how that never stops. Mm-hmm. So, like, <clears throat> we end up in a room where Jesus has abandoned his role, has done acid, has relearned reality, has studied the tarot, <laughs> and is now seeing society again. Right. So instead of seeing society as a person within it that's desperately trying to make money, he's viewing society from an exterior perspective, and he's seeing in a room, all the reflections of the different manifestations of how we are kind of controlled by different people. And so the room acts as kind of a demonstration, and this is the whole part two of the movie, Mm -hmm. as a demonstration for these different quote-unquote planets. Yeah, so um, I don't remember all of them in order, so I'm just going to start calling out a few that like I really like. So, um, as you go, if I remember anything or think that you've missed something, I'll bring it up because I've seen the movie like a hundred <laughs> fucking times. Yeah. Um, there, so there's, there's, uh, Venus. Um, well, the first yeah. planet is, is, is it Venus? <clears throat> um, the first, uh, the first planet's the, the dude who does like the fashion. Yeah. The um, first planet is the guy who makes beauty. Shit. Yeah, so so it's all about how beauty is like exploited and controlled, and and it's like exploiting women for their own like demise and their own like reproduction. Right. So it's like the argument is basically that in society there are people that force us to consider our own beauty in ways that are toxic to our own souls. Like beauty is a good thing and beauty, but beauty is also something we already possess. Mm -hmm. And so the irony is that beauty, it seems is always about changing yourself and not accepting the self that you have and the self that you are. Mm -hmm. So like then Jodorowsky takes it a step further and says, and understand that while that is happening, you are being tricked and kind of being like forced into this reproductive cycle that humans live where they lose their choice so like women end up in this position where they want to be beautiful but being beautiful means being pregnant Mm -hmm. at at the end of the day right and so you don't think oh i want to end up pregnant to some asshole you think oh i want to be beautiful right um (laughs) Well, and then also that they go further where they're like, we can also make you a new face that will even last for when, like, until you die. After you die. Yeah, after you die. And then and then they're like, and then we can go a step further and we can put in robotics into your dead body so that you can, like, you can kiss your loved ones goodbye when you're, like, in the coffin or give yourself the last rites or fuck people, like, while you're dead and in your coffin. Yeah. Show off your hot tits yeah. in your coffin. Um, well, and so I think 
Uh, well, and so before we go any further, this whole act is Jodorowsky trying to say that everything that's like wrong with the world and everything that oppresses oppresses people in society isn't accidental. It's it's there are people who it's purposeful. It's a big system, and we, for whatever reason, maintain it, and nobody notices. Right. And it's not that there's an Illuminati because it's hiding in plain sight. Right. It's that there are systems that we have all accepted. Mm-hmm. So system number one is that there's a beauty industry that is absolutely an exploitative, manipulative nightmare. Mm-hmm. And like understand that a lot of people that get into that work are getting into it for that very reason, for right. that exploitative reason and maintaining that and mm-hmm. never changing it. I mean, think about the fucking shit with like Jeffree Star and James Charles and Shane Dawson and all that shit that was going on like a couple of years ago. Like it's very reflective of the same behavior over and over. So like beauty products like come and go, but every time beauty products become like some massively new like fad of a thing, it almost always ends in some horrific exploitation. And so, and that's just beauty products as an example it's a larger thing about image. It's about how the people that control our self-image. Like, who decides who is beautiful? And, right. you know, and, and the people that are giving us the control and ability to change our beauty, like, to change our, like, natural beauty, are they doing so for wholesome good purposes? Or are they doing so to steal something from us, ultimately? Right. Right, and so then, then the next, uh, the next person is is Mars, who's who's like the weapons manufacturer, um, and so you know her whole bit is it's is you know she's like she's orchestrating you know the violence in society, and so I think I think one of like like one of the poignant things they have about her is 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 she's like yeah like like you know you know making it's like having our soldiers shoot people is a lot of work so 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 we've we've revolutionized how we can do war we're just going to put a bayonet on a wall and then the enemy soldiers will run at the bayonet and kill themselves on it right and and and, and it's like that's yeah that's just kind of what war is it's like all right let's send all these people to die for you know right for no fucking reason yeah. at all yeah you know, there's a bayonet on the wall run into it <laughs> Um, and there's even like a scene where where they're like, she's like, we make weapons for all religions. We have like, like Christian weapons, and there's like, it's like a revolver with a cross on it, right? And it's like Jewish weapons, and it's like, so there's a menorah gun where it's like a lever action a menorah gun. Well, and so the reference here, what the what they're trying to say here, right, is that there's a violence industry. It's not just that there's violence and violence happens between people. It's that there's a violence industry where they convince people to do violence. They sell violence. They profit off of violence. They create a, an entire industry that hires like tons of people to make weapons for war yeah they're going to kill people and it's all in like sectarian lines you know so they're like they're like yeah they're making weapons for christians and jews and and buddhists so that they can all then kill each other with them right well and there's also the psychedelic shotguns yeah where it's like you know you go to a sit-in and a protest you know there's like guns there and shit it's like the hippies bring guns you know you go to the but the cops have guns the fucking black lives matter protests people fucking bring guns and shoot people there and like and kill protesters it's fucking bullshit 
like Kyle Rittenhouse and shit, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like there are people profiting off of the revolution. Right. Who's going to profit off the fucking revolution? The in arms the same dealers. way, yeah, the arms dealers. In the same way that they're profiting off the wars, in the same way that they're profiting off of like people just casually shooting each other for home defense or or just having home defense or the myth that they need to have home defense and shit like that right because like people are so fucking scary mm-hmm. you know and it's like who's profiting off of that fear right anyway moving on moving on uh then next there's um jupiter who's like the art dealer um and also the the, the guy who gives everyone drugs <laughs> Oh yeah, the sleazy motherfucker who puts drugs in his ears. <laughs> yeah, um, and then but he, so he has this like art factory. That's just my about, art factory. My art factory, <laughs> where it's like, but it's just like a It's like like a scene where there's all these like naked people, and and people are like painting their butts, and then they like sit down on a piece of paper, and he's like, "This is the art line for next year." Right. Well, and so the bit there is pretty self-fucking-explanatory. <laughs> but it's just like, you know, um, Disney, right? Yeah. Enough said, yeah, right? But it's just like they're they're planning art a year in advance. Like, think about how insane that well, is. Well, like they're planning art. Art is a reaction to our time. And our, it's, you know, art is kind of the pulse and lifeblood of things. So fucking that up and well taking that from people is kind of shitty yeah and then like all all like big like million dollar art it's all just for taxes like right it's it's all just to, to avoid paying it's to avoid paying taxes it's all a tax write-off like it's all it's just well, and a who big makes money grift. off of that and also who's exploited because ultimately it's a bunch of naked people you know with their asses out and people walk up and finger their asses and it's like yeah this is art congratulations you've made it Mm -hmm. this is fucking art and also this is where the sex machine is yeah that's just a weird scene (laughs) yeah there's a um there's a robot there's a fuck robot and the guy's like i've got a fuck robot i'm gonna make my chauffeur fuck the fuck robot and then the chauffeur like takes this big rod and tries to ram it into the fuck robot and the fuck robot's like no i don't want to be fucked by that chauffeur and the guy's like my chauffeur is a bad lover. He yeah. could not satisfy it. The fuck robot. So then he has like like a naked lady take the rod and fuck the fuck robot till it Lesbians do know how to fuck that fuck robot. Let me tell you what, sister. Till the fuck robot Goddamn. comes and then makes a baby robot. Yeah. So and then what's the fucking anyway? What are they trying to say there? Mechanical reproduction, some shit. Anyway, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, and then there's the, there's Saturn who, who makes the toys. My favorite planet, yeah. but also the shittiest one. Yeah. So the whole bit of Saturn is, is, is they like, the government will be like in 20 years or in 10 years we want to go to, I think the movie takes place in Chile or it's supposed to, or Mexico. Uh, because it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Well, Jodorowsky's from Chile, but he lived in Me- and he lived and made a bunch of movies in Mexico. Yeah. So, but then, so the so anyway, so so she's like the government. The government will tell us we want to go to war with like Peru in ten years. So we plug it into a machine, and then oh yeah, she's the toy manufacturer. Yeah. So she's she's working with children. Yeah. So she's working. She's because she's the toy manufacturer. She's actually the liaison between the government and. 
and children. Yeah, so so they're like, yeah, we're gonna go to war with Peru in ten years. So she starts making all these toys about about you know with like the evil Peruvians and and like all these like comic books, you know, where the superheroes are fighting the evil Peruvians. And so she's like indoctrinating and brainwashing these kids through the media and toys they consume. It's kind of like you know you know GI Joes and shit. You know, Call of Duty. Call Call of Duty, like. <laughs> Yeah, ever noticed how that changed from terrorists to the the Russians and the Chinese? Fucking weird. Anyway, weird. Weird how it changes all the time. Yeah. Anyway. Uh. Anyway. So toys, like you know, I did. I once had an existential crisis, and I would call it. I almost would call it a nervous breakdown. And I was in a Target, mm-hmm. and I went, "Holy shit! Everything in a Target is there to make you work." Yeah. Clothes to go to work food to come home and eat um so you can go to work so you can go work more you know energy drinks coffee so you can work cigarettes so you can work you know toys what are toys well toys are just there to reinforce future work ethic in kids like Mm -hmm. build this lego set and i love legos but work ethic right protestant Mm -hmm. work ethic you get in there and you build something right you know and it's like so much about life is about labor Mm -hmm. and not about anything other than labor and so you when you really break it down like every little pocket in a in a target is what is being talked about in the holy mountain right well even like going on the toy thing it's like you know you know even like moving beyond legos like you get you get little boys like little little trucks and little construction well you get boys little because trucks because you want to you you want to prepare them to to work like a construction job and you get girls little dolls so that they they can prepare prepare to be be moms. moms yeah um so 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 the next person is is uh uranus um, and they're the uh, these these like the political financial advisor. This one's the fucking aristocrats joke. Yeah, but he but he absolutely is fucking his mother. Yeah, so he's this like mother literal motherfucker. Yeah, which I think is the bit. It's just like he's this absolutely pathetic motherfucker, and every there's not even a lot of metaphor here. It's just no. like every chance they get, they're like, look at this pathetic well, motherfucker. There's this like long drawn out thing where he's just this snobby like aristocrat and he's absolutely incestuous with his mother and then uh and and then, so they don't mention that he's like the political advisor so there's just this like long ass scene of him just being incestuous and weird with his mom and then it like jump cuts to like them walking to the president and he's like and he like unfurls his scroll and he's like him in order to balance the budget we must kill two million people and he like has this like smug little smile and rolls it up, and the president. And then like, he goes, "I am the financial advisor for the president." Yeah. And, <laughs> and the president's like, "Activate the gas chambers. Activate the gas schools. Activate the gas playgrounds. Gas whorehouses. Gas schools. Gas, gas colleges. The- gas theaters. <laughs> gas hospitals." Yeah. So, um, yeah, <laughs> and then. There's there's the police chief who's Neptune. This is probably my favorite one. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's like it opens with there's all these people like running around in a circle. And there's like this kid strapped to a table. And they're all chanting like Axum, Axum, Axum is the truth and the light. And, and so the and, well, then Axum like walks up and he has this like 
giant fucking Tommy gun like yeah carries on his shoulder because it's like bigger than he is and then he like puts it down and like cuts off the kid's balls he, he's the he's the chief of the police because he has the biggest gun yeah and so and so then like cuts or like jump cuts like him in his house and he's this kid's following him and he's like he's like you of your own free will and courage and uniqueness have sacrificed part of yourself to me like 999 boys did before you and he like puts his balls on a shelf welcome to my gallery of 1000 testicles yeah and then he like gives him like the holy book and he's like you will you will learn this book and you will memorize it um and then he takes all of his boys out to kill kill protesters um yeah so that's that's the police um and then there's the architect <laughs> yeah so that's the police you get your uh, balls cut off and you shoot protesters it's a manhood cult where people fucking kill people because they're told to be- because somebody took their fucking balls away and took their ability to say no away yeah anyway moving on moving on oh and this is the part where it gets really abstract with like the way that Jodorowsky paints well, the there's, death. There's, like, there's one more. I know, but I oh, got to say this yeah. real quick. He gets really abstract at the way that he paints death. Like when people get shot, birds come out of them and it's like references to their souls. So it's like, or they're you know, like pushing people's souls out and like pulling candy out of their stomach. And yeah, shit. Or, they're, or they're like lying there and they're like coughing up grapes. Either way, it's like they're doing atrocities and they're doing it because they're in a manhood cult. Right. Anyway, moving on. And they, and they don't see it as like gore and violence. They see it as like, Delightful. Axiom it, it, it's, is the it's, keeper it's like, of the truth and the light. They see it as like produce or like I don't know. Um, so anyway, so then there's there's Pluto who's like the architect, and his whole bit is he's like he's like he makes all these like apartments that are just coffins, right? Uh, and then he's like, we must convince people that they should move into these coffins because they are free. Like we, it, so they're doing this whole ad campaign where it's like, you want to be a free man. Make your own choice and move into a shitty fucking coffin right next to the factory. Right. Well, and and so it's like it's trying to say like don't have this movie has this kind of like independent bent where it's like be an individual and shit like that, mm-hmm. which is good and bad. You know, collectivism is kind of good in in some uh, aspects, but at the same time, it's like I think what this is saying is there are people that not they're 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 not the landlords. They're the people who build the shit for the landlords to fucking steal our money with. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they build these shitty, terrible places to live. And then some asshole buys it or, you know, is like like making money off of that shitty housing. And then we we all die in it because it's shitty. I mean, think about all the apartment fires and the apartment collapses and shit that you're seeing on the news constantly now. Because it's not the landlords. The landlords are garbage. But the landlords are making money and grifting off of someone else's grift. Right. Which is building this shitty apartment that we're currently sitting in. Yeah. That we didn't get to choose whether to live in or not. I mean, you can choose any apartment, but every fucking apartment's the same. Right. And almost every house is about the same nowadays. Like every suburban house. So it's like, well, where do you live? Where do you live where you're happy? Mm-hmm. What makes sense to live in? Right. What's right? Right. They fucked it up. They stole it from us. 
Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on to ads. Is it ad time? My bitch. It's ad time. Ads. All right. It's fucking ad time, my my bitch. Uh, today, we are sponsored by Machine Age Production and their RPG hashtag I hunt. It's economic horror about hunting monsters in the gig economy where eviction is scarier than Jackal. It's Buffy meets Uber. Uh, it's it's great. It's fun to read. Go check it out. Play it. I want to play it at some point. I need to. It, it'll happen eventually when I'm not so so busy all the time. But yeah, check it out. And uh, we are also currently and now very new sponsored by Blood Thing, which is an animated series that you can find on YouTube. We'll have a link somewhere in the description or somewhere so you can go check it out but uh it's a it's a really neat animated series uh like that's kind of macabre and kind of like weird but it also kind of reminded me of like a cartoon network show in a weird way like it has that vibe to it Mm -hmm. but also um like there's a blood thing and it's kind of you know it's like people accept the abstraction of that, which is kind of funny. And uh, it's also kind of got this like mundaneness thing to it, which is like fun about animated stuff. So like, it's about the everyday life of these people who have a blood thing. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's, it's good shit. And it's also really well animated. Like it's very clearly like hand animated, like, and like there's a lot of ideas and craft in it. So I think you should definitely go check it out. And I'm super thankful that y'all are sponsoring us. And thank you for sh- for supporting the show. Shit. I hope that a lot of people go check out your show. Um, and also, real quick. Yeah, people people who aren't, who aren't the creator of the show who are listening to this, go check it out. Yes. But Do also, it. but also, patreon.com slash excrement is our kind of hub for all of your needs podcast wise i mean we have all of the episodes being posted there we've got exclusive shit coming um we've been working real hard on doing some extra stuff and now the podcast is slowly creeping towards what i'm gonna what i'm gonna refer to as viability it's almost a part-time job for a little neo yeah once it hits that point we're gonna be doing a lot more shit like we're gonna do other podcasts we're gonna do like mini sods and shit and it's gonna become a lot more of a regular thing around here so uh, keep on supporting us over at patreon.com slash excrement. It's, it's definitely helping with the output. And I think we've been very consistent over the last couple of months. I mean, we even did this with the flu. Yeah. Pretty fucking powerful shit. Yeah. I, I cannot help but be like, damn, that was pretty all right. To to the patrons, I'm I'm trying to put these up earlier, but I it's... It's been hard lately. It's been, it's been so busy. We've been really fucking slammed. Um, so anyway... So, uh, after after all these all these characters are introduced, um, they're going to be the the thief and the alchemist's companions as they as they try to ascend the holy mountain. So they get all of them in a room together, and and the alchemist is like, "There's a holy mountain where where the where it's like you can like live forever and be like the spiritual leaders of the world. Where it's like you're the material leaders of the world, but we can be." the spiritual like leaders on top of the holy mountain and so everyone's like yes we want to do that we want to be like the immortal spiritual leaders right so uh so they all get at a table and there's like a fire in the middle of it and the alchemist is like burn your money so everyone takes all the riches they've earned like pushed it into the fire and so then then everyone like 
burns all their money. Reluctantly burns their. Well, money. some people are reluctant. Some people are like, oh yeah, <laughs> right, like, like get get it away. But then they're all about to get up, and then the alchemist is like thief at the thief, who then has to burn his the two dollars he's made. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So then they 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 start to ascend the holy mountain, um, and then they get they uh they get waylaid by the patreon bar uh, not, the patreon uh, bar the, 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 ah! the, uh, the patreon bar the, the pantheon ah, bar the patreon i'm gonna die holy shit that was the funniest shit oh my god did y'all hear that at home yeah am like, i losing my mind no that so, was so good anyway so they sorry get distracted that was by the, fucking amazing the pantheon bar the patreon bar yeah no the pantheon Go ahead. bar yes uh where it's it's everyone who's tried to ascend to the holy mountain but's failed for whatever reason. So they they find this dude who is like he's like I will regale you with poetry and and they're and they're like nah your poetry shit fuck you. Well yeah, and it's basically saying that people like you can tell whose poetry sucks. You can tell who is an artist out there whose artistry contains no self reflection. And because I think. We're going to get into this, but The Holy Mountain is ultimately a movie about self-reflection. Like, true, true, genuine, honest, deep, difficult self-reflection. Right. And and difficult truths. It's not just about acid. It's about, it's about the difficulty of accepting oneself and dealing with oneself. Right. Um, but, like, the poet, right, is somebody who doesn't know fucking anything about life or reality and has done no self-reflection right so who gives a fuck what he has to say mm-hmm. yeah so then, then the next person they meet in the pantheon bar is this like drug addled hippie who's like jesus on the cross is psilocybin and 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 like the holy communion is LSD, <laughs> and and there and then he's like just like shoveling pills in his mouth. Right. So and they're basically like, saying that drugs themselves are not enlightenment. Yeah. And like the funny thing is, is I'm gonna. I I don't think that the, anybody in question that that would hear this is going to hear this. But the truth is, so I was talking to somebody the other day about shrooms, and I was saying that they're. You know, they're a very powerful spiritual tool for me. And I know that that's like the most annoying thing to say <laughs> yeah. in 2022, but they genuinely are like, they've changed my life. They've made me a better person. They've made me genuinely work on myself and help other people. Like I, I feel like I'm a lot more in control of my myself. Um, and I love the fact that I've done that experience and I'm very thankful for that. But a lot of people, and specifically this person I was having a conversation with, was like, oh, yeah, I love to get fucked up on shrooms and then play video games. And I was just like, well, and and what do you get out of that? You know, I'm just curious. Like, what do you think? Like, do you have any, like, important thoughts or do you have any, like, vibes? And they're like, oh, no, I just play video games and get high. Yeah. And I'm like, get high. Think about that. Get high. Think about that phrase to use this tool to get high. Right. And I think that that's ultimately what it's saying is like, this is nothing. Like a drug is nothing. Mm -hmm. But 
Well, it's nothing but what you put into it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't go into it with intention, then it's going to fuck you and it and you deserve it. Well, in in not even that, but like well, I mean, yes. Yes, you you are right. But also it's like it's it's something it's a, it's I think it's, he sees it the same way as he is tarot where it's you know it's a tool for self-reflection it's a tool for self-reflection not partying and, really and 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 because the movie like mo- the first part of the movie is about coming up on acid like I think Jodorowsky is saying like like LSD is a kind of important tool in his mind for like like to prepare yourself for the holy mountain and then even like later in the movie they do fucking ayahuasca to like help prepare themselves for the holy movie so right. So Jodorowsky like sees psychedelics as, as tools for spiritual self improvement, but he he does not like like the 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna do psychedelics and then just like just to fucking party and have fun. Well, and like the funny thing is, is like when you do LSD or psilocybin, the one of the first things that you encounter, in my experience, like is this profound feeling of oh fuck the party is over. Mm-hmm. like the party of life if there is a party of life it is over mm-hmm. like and you need to get to work and and be real and be serious and care try deeply and so you can always kind of i feel like you can always tell the kind of people who have done it and worked on themselves and really like tried mm-hmm. because they are in control and they are centered in a lot of ways but a lot of people do just exploit the fact that it <laughs> It gets you all fucked up, man. You, yeah, it makes you feel funny. Um, so then they uh, uh, find find this dude who's like, who's like, I can go through a matter. I can, I can cross the holy mountain. Watch me, and he like pushes a wall and like disappears and like reappears. And he's like, Ah, I've been to the other side of the holy mountain. And they're like, But did you go to the top? And he's like, No, I can only pass through matter horizontally. And so you like, know who this is? This is Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah. Or fucking Marilyn Manson, who's yeah, favorite literally. movie is The Holy Mountain because he thinks it looks cool. Yeah, exactly. It's somebody who misses the point entirely, but can kind of get around it, or at least has participated in it, but can't get to its its truth yeah. or its meaning, and is therefore in this deadlock with it where they'll never really unlock it for themselves and therefore never get the the value out of it. And so it's like... Joe Rogan, right, loves drugs, but he has the biggest ego of anybody. Right. And drugs, like, a lot of people that do a lot of psychedelics will say, oh, it gets rid of your ego, man, and then you, you're, like, a great person, which is not true. It, it, you know, sometimes it humbles you, but sometimes, like, sometimes you have to participate in that. And if you don't, then you're just basically crossing the holy mountain horizontally. You're you're doing it as a show of strength and a show of like bullshit macho understanding, right? Instead of truth mm-hmm. and instead of empathy, right? Yeah. So then they they uh, they leave the Pantheon bar because they're like y'all are <laughs> fucking stupid, right? Like you could have gone gone to the holy mountain, but you're you're letting yourself be distracted by by whatever. So then they they do a bunch of ayahuasca. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. You do ayahuasca. So uh, and if you don't like, know what ayahuasca is, just if you're a kid and you're dumb. Sorry, I guess I shouldn't probably be telling kids that are dumb about drugs, but ayahuasca is like a sacred plant. It's DMT, but it's like blended in a specific way with 
with a with kind of into a juice that's very uh, bitter and kind of nasty, and you drink it, uh, and you trip like a motherfucker, mm-hmm. like crazy for a while in the most wild, unimaginable way, and you have to accept your own death. Like you are forced to accept your ego death or at least most like you can that is a tool for it right um i did this experience on shrooms where i went through something similar to that Mm -hmm. where i like forced myself to like go through it you know like that and then afterward i felt kind of like more at peace with it right you know Mm -hmm. yeah so that's kind of what they're trying to do here right they're trying uh, well, to remove their self by creating their self. Well, they're trying to remove them their attachment to their bodies. Right. So, so they they do ayahuasca. They all, they all shave their heads. Yeah. Um, and then they they have like a bit where where they're like throwing dirt on themselves, and Jodorowsky is like, "Your body is alone from the grave. The grave is your first mother. Your grave. The grave is your first. The grave love. is all you have. The grave is all you have." To to want and to be attached is pain, <laughs> and so they and so they like they 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 learn to 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 like let go of everything they 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 have, including their body, right? And then and then they're like they're like throwing dirt on themselves, yeah, while doing this. Um, and and then so then they continue to ascend to the holy mountain, um, and they're like climbing up like this this the snow covered mountain. And the guy's like, "Oh no, my fingers have frostbite." Someone else is like, "You did not learn to. You did let not go learn of your to body. Let go cut of your off body. your fucking fingers, yeah. asshole." Yeah, cut off your fingers, or, or or you won't make it to the top. Let's see that blood. Yes, yeah, so he has to cut off his fingers so he can continue to ascend <laughs> to the holy mountain. Right. Um, and so and so then they get to like the top of the snowy part. Um, and then they all like. The like Jodorowsky has to blindfold himself so he can lead them through like the valley of despair, right? And so, uh, he's like blindfolded and leading them through, and they all see visions of like their worst fears and obsessions that are like haunting and torturing and killing them. Mm-hmm. And I, I think this is my one of my favorite scenes in the movie where they're all just like they're all having to confront like the dark. I need to stop playing with that pin. <laughs> They're all having to like confront the darkness inside them and like just their fears and they have to overcome them and see their own deaths at right. the hand of their fears. Um, and so, it, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's like one of the most visually stimulating scenes mm-hmm. it's, and it's just so fucking weird and psychedelic. Yeah. It's very powerful. Yeah. Um, and so then they get to the, they, they get through the Valley of Despair and then the alchemist pulls the thief aside and is like, hey, you don't want to go to the top of the mountain. Like, you, 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 like, you're not, like, don't do it. So you need to, um, like, you need, you need to, uh, you need to get out of here. Like, take, so and also the, one of the prostitutes followed them up the path of the holy mountain. Um, so he's like, he's like, this prostitute loves you. Take her. Take this good woman. Take take, take the, my tower. Take the monkey and go fuck. Yeah. In so the he, tower. So yeah, yeah. So he's like, he's like, you can have my tower. You can have everything I own. Get the fuck out of here. Um, and so so then um he 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 tells 
I think Axiom, like the cop, like kill him. So Axiom like takes his sword and cuts his head no, off. No, he tells no? he tells the, the thief, thief to oh, do it. Never mind. He's like cuts off my head. Yeah, so he has the thief cut you his head off. You are the master now. Yeah. So then he dies, and then the rest of the party, you know, ascends ascends to the top, and there's all these like hooded figures around the table, and so they all they all like go and stand behind each hooded figure, and they pull their hoods off, and it's just like dummies, mm-hmm. except for one of them is 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 Jodorowsky is the alchemist, so they they like take his hood off, and they throw all the dummies away, and then Jodorowsky starts laughing, and they all start laughing as they take their seats around the holy mountain or around like the table on top of the holy mountain and Jodorowsky's like it's like we've done it you know you know we've 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 reached the peak of the holy mountain but but what we've learned is immortality is not important like like what's important is reality and he like looks at the camera and he's like i i must but is this reality is this reality i must tell you this is a film camera zoom out and the camera like pans out and you see like all all like the like like just everyone making the, the movie like all yeah. the crew and there's they're on like scaffolding and like holding cameras and like boom mics and the camera just like pans out and then they throw the table off the mountain in the movie which has an enneagram on it yeah and that's the end of the movie and they're like say goodbye to the holy mountain yeah he's like you must return now to reality yeah Holy fucking crapping Holy shit. Holy shit. What, what, ti- what time we got, homie? What time we got? Yeah, how it's, long we've been doing this? We've been doing this an hour. Okay, so I want to talk about the ending just a little bit more before okay. we kind of wrap up here. I think we're probably going to need to do a second episode of this Absolutely. one. Absolutely. Because there's like a shitload and we just got through the description. And we've been doing this <laughs> for fucking hour. So it's been a while. Um, so the thing I want to say about the ending is two things. Um, Tibetan Buddhism which is not something I claim to know a shitload about, but I know enough about it to talk about this particular aspect. And I'm probably going to get a bunch of, well, actually in the comments, but <laughs> I I'll accept it. Fuck it. Um, there's a bit in, in Tibetan Buddhism where a lot of figures that promote enlightenment, like your, like your Jesus or your, like, um, you know, your, your prophets and shit like that. They're, they're not actually, like ever trying to reach enlightenment the goal is that they never reach enlightenment themselves they never go to heaven they continue to go through samsara over and over and over and return to reality pulling more and more people out think Mm -hmm. morpheus you know morpheus (laughs) could live a peaceful life in the heaven of truth but doesn't and instead goes back into hell to pull people out constantly right so ultimately uh, there are a lot of these like alchemist like figures throughout mm-hmm. history. And so what's ultimately being said, like go take my tower is, is saying you don't get to become enlightened, which right. is okay. It's mm-hmm. better to not be because he takes everybody to go be enlightened. And the enlightenment is that there isn't actually any enlightenment. Like, so you let go of your body, mm-hmm. you accept the grave you let go of your fears, you know, and then what? Right. You let go of your spirituality too. Mm-hmm. You have to let go of, of faith, which is a fucked up thing to say, mm-hmm. but it's part of death right? in a weird fucked up way. And so this is a moment of losing faith. 
-hmm. It's like what losing faith genuinely is, Mm -hmm. which is you've made it to the most enlightened state that a human can make it to. And all you've learned is that nothing matters. Mm -hmm. Get over it and go enjoy your life. Right. Well, there's also like a really big Gnostic influence on this movie. Like Gnosticism, uh, for those of you who don't know, is uh, is is this co- it's this concept where like the the flesh and in material reality is intrinsically evil, and the spiritual realm is intrinsically good, and there's this eternal conflict between like the spiritual realm and the material realm. With and so it it, it if I remember correctly, it started as like. It started as like one of the first heresies of Christianity where it was like this this concept came up and then the early leaders of the church were like, No, 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 stop, no. Um Right. But but this movie, because you know, the whole all the emphasis on like like, you know, you know, abandon your body, abandon material material possessions. The only way to like it's like just become spiritual because that's good and like the material aspects are, are, are what's holding you down and causing you pain. Yeah. Well and like there's a genuine truth in that, right? And so the the movie is about this war between like <clears throat> this this war in faith between the idea that this is this is about like life is ultimately about possessing and mm-hmm. that your body is a gift mm-hmm. and all this shit where uh where the reality is more it's alone. You know, your body is alone. Nothing really matters. What are you going to do with your life? Like, these are big questions that are important, but people don't ask them because they would rather ask, well, what is God going to do for me? What does spirituality do for me? Mm -hmm. And the truth is spirituality in its truth, in its true, true truth, doesn't do anything for you. It takes from you, which is good. Mm Mm-hmm. It's it's the good thing about it. You should let it humble you right. and take from you. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, if you if you try to like take from it, you're not going to get anywhere. It's going to disappoint you. Yeah, it's either going to disappoint you or get you nothing. Right. And anybody who's trying to say that religion gets you something is trying to take something from you. Right. And that is like the firmest statement this movie makes, if any, mm-hmm. is that if anybody is trying to sell you enlightenment. They are full of shit. Right. Yeah. Podcast. Podcast. All right. So do we want to save our, our, I mean, we already fucking know that it's fucking golden, but we're going to talk at a link, ad nauseum about this thing next time. So next week, get the fuck ready for that. Yeah. Um, thank you to our sponsors. And also thank you to our patrons over at patreon.com slash excrement. If you enjoy the podcast, please drop $2 over there for little neo so that he gets some money so that he makes the podcast for us to enjoy yeah and we're going to be doing a double episode on this so we'll see you next time with more holy mountain discussion um and uh burn uh, your money burn your money um and let go of your body your grave is your first mother goodbye goodbye (laughs)